welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast. I am your host, Cody McBroom, the CEO of Tailored Coaching Method, a world-renowned online coaching company. This podcast is built to help you create a life by design. That's what the Tailored Life is. It's choosing to blaze your own path, make your own decisions, and create a life you desire. So in this podcast, you're going to learn ways to optimize your body, optimize your mind, optimize your relationships and optimize your business and career this is the podcast for personal development junkies and people who can't stop growing because they strive for more we are also going to bring on experts in every single field to teach you their own expertise so you're not only learning from me four days a week but I'm bringing other professionals in to teach you their principles too so if you love personal development and you constantly want to strive for more in life this is the podcast for you. Make sure you hit subscribe, send this to a friend that needs it, and keep listening to improve your life all around. And without any further ado, let's get into the Tailored Life Podcast. I'm going to keep this short and sweet today because I want to just give you a powerful punch. And uh, it's a good week. Um, as I'm recording this, we're just a few days away. As you're listening to this, we're two days into the Tailored Life Challenge. So if you're one of the many people who signed up, uh, and you are joining me in this journey for the, the month of May. Thank you for being a part of this. I appreciate you, and I'm super excited to see where this takes you and how, how much impact you experience from this. Um, I'm so, so grateful to be a part of it. Last time I checked, there was over 600 people in the challenge. Um, there's not 600 people in the Facebook group so far, unfortunately, because a lot of people don't have Facebook, but they're still going to be a part of the challenge, and that's what matters most. But the cool thing about it is is we literally went into this. Um, <laughs> I, I remember having the conversation with Brittany on my team and being like, you know what? Like, I, I want to set a goal of 100 people. Like, I think if we can get 100 people in here, that would be really cool because if we can impact 100 people, you know, that's a big impact because those 100 people might share something with at least one person. So it's it's kind of like a thousand people kind of, you know what I mean? We, we talked about it like this and uh, I checked at the end of the first day and there was 300. I was like, whoa, the second day, 500. Now it's the third day in the morning. There's over 600. I'm like, oh shit, this is crazy. So I'm super, super excited about this. Uh, if you missed out on this one, I'm sorry. Uh, make sure you just pay attention and you see the benefit um, as I share things uh, during the journey over the next month because we are going to launch this again. So for the people that are listening that did do it, um, let's say you're on level one. That's great because next time you can be on level two, right? Or if you're on level two and you want to try level three, we're, we're without a doubt going to do this again. And you can do this as many times as you want. Um, we're always going to keep it free and, and I'm excited to grow this thing. So, um, that being said, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all the people that are, that are riding down this journey with me. Um, I want to do another quick shout out for the tailored trainer, which is, uh, the sponsor of this podcast. I like to say, because, uh, it pays the podcasting bills, so to speak. And that is our app. That is the training app, the daily workout app that delivers periodized custom training programs that are tailored to your schedule and your needs every single day of the week for less than a dollar a day. Um, this program in this app, uh, this app has many programs. I think there's actually, <laughs> I, I went to take a picture of it because I was taking a screenshot of the plans page to put onto an infographic. And there's 18 programs in there, which I didn't realize we had so many. And every program is at least 12 weeks. And some of them are uh, phase. So there's phase one, phase two, and there will be phase threes. Some of them will be six months to a year. But it's just, it's just crazy because it's, that's another thing that's growing really well. And it's growing because I've had the membership site for fuck, three years, two and a half years. And during that time, I've made so many changes. I've talked to so many people. I've gotten so much feedback. 
that when we created this app, I was able to like reflect and take all my notes that I've gotten from the participants in the, the previous membership and go, okay, I know what we need to do. I know what we need to change. I know how we need to make this better. And we did it, right? And we had an app developed for it. So um, I can't, I, I, I can, I honestly could do the whole episode on the Taylor Trainer because it's just such a dope app. And I'm just so excited about how it turned out. But the feedback's been amazing. The reviews are amazing. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, make sure you do that. There's no long-term commitment. So if you sign up, you spend 27 bucks in the first month and you absolutely hate it, you can cancel. There's no, there's no harm, no foul. But I highly doubt you won't like it. I can tell you that right now because uh, it's an amazing app. I, I'm biased, but the programming inside is amazing too. And I think most likely there's going to be a program for you that works really well. So click the link in the description of this podcast, or you can head over to taylortrainer.net and you can see what it's all about and you can sign up. And again, less than a dollar a day for scientific based programs, periodized and tailored for you and your schedule. Um, So check that out. But today I have a question for you. Today's Monday motivation. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm going to pose a question for you. And and I heard this question from somebody else. So I'm stealing this from uh, Andy Frisello's podcast with Dean Grazioso, I think is his name. Um, I've known him for a long time. I follow him. I've, I've absorbed his content, but I just, I, I don't know how to say his name. So, uh, but it is Dean. He's a very, very, very su- successful CEO and entrepreneur. But Andy posed this question at the end and I thought it was interesting and, and I want to share it with you because I want it to, I, I want to trigger your brain to think a different way, right? So he, the question is simple and he says, he in the interview, he, he said he asks a lot of people this, but he said, are you somebody who loves winning or hates losing? Right? So, so, so the real question is, do you love winning more than you hate losing? And Andy said that he's a guy that hates losing. Right? And I could see that because he's a very fiery dude. Uh, and I love his shit. I love his podcast. He fires me up. He motivates me. And, uh, and that was my first response too. In my head, I was like, I'm definitely a guy that hates to lose. You know? After I heard Dean talk, I changed my mind on that, and I'm going to tell you why. But at first, I think it was my ego, right? And this is this is lesson number one, really, of this podcast is, is your ego is going to be not necessarily the loudest part of your inner voice because we all have multiple inner voices, kind of like the, the angel and devil on your shoulders, right? But it's going to be loud, but it's more importantly, it's going to be the first to speak up. Right. And that's and that's the same thing with the devil and the angel. The devil is going to be first to speak up. The negative is going to be the first to speak up in any type of situation in life, any type of experience you go through. What you're going to recognize is the negative presents itself first. Right. That's why bad reviews are more common than good reviews. Right. You don't go, man, this service was so amazing. I'm going to go to Yelp and I'm going to leave a positive review or I'm going to go to their Facebook and I'm going to post on their timeline and let them know how fantastic their service was. Some people do. And God bless you for doing that because we need people like you. But the truth is, is most people go, man, that waiter was a fucking dick. I'm going to go leave a horrible review. And I'm, I'm sorry for my language, for, especially for any parents who are listening to this in their car, which I've gotten feedback on. And uh, I'll tell you what, like being a, a father who, who drives his daughter in the car, this is one podcast I would never listen to with my, my <laughs> daughter in the car because I know better. Uh, and sometimes we get in the car and I got some uh, rap playing when we start the truck and it, it turns on and I'm like, oops, and I try to change it right away because I'm like, I don't want to fill her ears with that. But So I apologize, uh, but that's passion. Now, the point is that negative review is going to be more common. Why? Because we're pissed. We're pissed about the service. We want to leave a bad review. We want to tell their boss. We want to mention how bad this, this service was, how, how shitty this process was for us, how, how horrible our experience was. But very rarely do people reach out to the boss and say, hey, I just want to let you know you have a, an amazing, an amazing 
uh, employee there doing some amazing things. You know, it, it happens far less often, which side tangent is a sign that they're doing even better than that person thinks, because we got to remember that out of 10 people, if 10 people have a great experience, maybe one will say something to the owner or the boss or the head person or leave a review. If, if 10 people have a bad experience, there's probably five of them are that are going to say something or leave a bad review. Like it's literally that big of a ratio difference. So when I get an email from a customer or a member, a client of one of my coaches and they're raving about the coach, my initial thought is like, damn, if they're doing this for this person, I know that they're crushing it with so many of their other clients, right? Because it is a big ratio difference. So if one person speaks up on a positive note, man, I know there's a lot of people who have that same experience. They just don't speak up, right? That being said, my point is, is, is your negative voice is the first to speak up, right? That's your, your, your quickest response. That's your ego. Your ego is going to speak first. Your, your reaction is going to speak before your response. Your response is calm, collective, and controlled. Your reaction is fiery, and in your face, in, in abrupt, right? And that's how these things always work. You're going to be explosive at first, and that's the negative. That's the ego. That's your self-defense. That's the chip on your shoulder. And that's how I looked at it when I did this. I said, man, I, I'm definitely a dude that hates to lose. Fuck that. I fucking hate losing. It's the worst. And then I sat back and thought about it. I was like, I think that's my ego talking. Because why, why do I really care about losing? Honestly. Like, I really care about losing because I don't want people to see me lose, which means that I don't really care about losing. I care about what people think if they see me lose, because if they see me lose, they don't think I'm successful, which means I have an insecurity about what other people think. I don't need to care about what other people think. Why? There's, there's very few people I should care about who, who think. I did a podcast on this too, and a post. I should care about those people in my life that love me. I should care about what they think about me. Why? Because I want to be a role model for my daughter. I want to be a leader to my wife. I want to be a, somebody that people can look up to from my clients and my members. So I do care what they think about me because if I'm not being that person for them, I'm not being who I want to be, right? And I care about who I want to be. But people I don't know, like it doesn't matter. And, and the people who love me and the people who, who I lead and stuff, they're not going to judge me if I lose. No, like the, people fail, right? So my ego jumps in front. And it's because I care too much and I have this chip on my shoulder. And granted, I think having a chip on your shoulder is not a bad thing. It can kick you, kickstart you into a lot of success, but it's not sustainable. It's not a fuel. It's like NOS. Like you hit the NOS and boom, your car goes flying, right? You're, you're fast, but that NOS burns out and it's not going to keep you going. Fuel for that vehicle will keep you moving. That's where you drive hundreds and hundreds of miles and you keep consistently moving forward, right? So it's important to recognize what comes first in your mind is not always the best route, which is why we have to respond versus react, right? This is why we have to take a step back, take a bird's eye view, kind of like an out-of-body experience and think about the situation at hand and try to really articulate how we're approaching something and, and double check. Like, are, are we making the right move? Are we making the right decision? This is why, like, my dad used to tell me this all the time growing up too. He's like, take five breaths before you respond. And he was telling me that because him and I are very similar in the sense where we were very explosive. We were very reactive and I would pop off quick. Don't, don't talk to me wrong. <laughs> like I'll get angry, right? It's not a good way to be. It's not an intelligent human being. It's not an empathetic, responsive person. So instead I would take five breaths, right? Or if somebody sent me something, told me something, sleep on it. 
That is like the simplest piece of advice that has been in history for thousands of years, I'm sure, hundreds of years at least. You should sleep on it. Why? Because if you sleep on it, you can reflect and then you can respond versus react. That's why it's important in a relationship when you're getting into the heat of things to go, you know what, I'm going to walk away for five minutes. I'm just going to take five minutes. Let's talk about it. Why? Because I can stop, I can breathe, I can reflect, and then I can come back to it going, okay, now that I've tried to reflect and put myself in your shoes, now I can see this argument a little bit differently. I can be empathetic, right? But when we talk about losing versus winning, you know, this chip on my shoulder personally was because people doubted me. People said that I shouldn't go into fitness. I I shouldn't change my degree. I shouldn't uh, pursue the online field, all these different things. And some of them, I, I understood their opinion. I respected their opinion because online coaching was not a thing when I decided I was going to do it. And uh, I was out of shape and had been working out for about two months, maybe three before I decided to uh, change my college degree. (laughs) So I get it. You probably, you're going to tell me not to do that. It's probably not good advice. But there's been many other times where people doubted me because they were scared and because they feared failure. And if I look back, I didn't fear failure. I had a chip on my shoulder that wanted to prove people wrong and that helped push me, right? But here, here's the big kicker with this whole like hating to lose versus loving to win. If I hate to lose so much that I stop taking action because I fear failure, because failure equals losing and I hate losing, now I do less. I'm not a doer anymore. I'm not a go-getter. I'm not an action taker. Why? Because I don't want to fail, which means I'm going to take action half as many times. My confidence rating has to be at a certain degree in order to take action because if it's not at a high enough level I don't believe in my ability to succeed at this endeavor or this action period right so with that being said the problem there is simple I will not win if I don't take enough shots right I think Michael Jordan or Kobe I'm not a basketball fan but one of them had a saying that was like how many times they missed the shot right because they took so many shots Right? The only reason they're so good at making the shots now is because they've missed thousands of attempts. And that's how success is born. So when we look at this, and this is what Dean kind of pulled back on, he said, you know, I, I meet a lot of young entrepreneurs. And, and this is not just for entrepreneurs, but this was an entrepreneurial talk that I took this from. But I think this is the whole point with everything, right? If, if you're not starting your weight loss journey because you fear failure and you don't want people to judge you because it, it feels shitty when people know you're on a diet and then six months later you, you didn't lose any weight, one of two things happen. You either fell off or you gained the weight back. Either way, you lost, you failed. That feels bad. Well, fuck them. If they care about you, it doesn't matter. They, they won't judge you for that failure. And if you learn something, guess what? Now you know how to win next time because we all failed the diet. We all failed the training program. We've all got hurt in the gym. We've all, I've started more than one business. This is not my first attempt at business. <laughs> so a lot of people forget, like I've failed businesses. I tried to create things that didn't work out. People don't know about it. Why? Because it didn't pop off. It didn't work. What did I do? Got right back up to the plate and kept swinging, period. Right? So by being somebody who loves to win, now we change the way we approach everything. We're a, we're a doer. We're a swinger. We're a shot taker. We're an action taker. We're a doer, a doer dire. And what we're going to do is take more shots because we are willing to accept losing and failure. We don't fear failure, so we take more shots. We say yes more often, we take more action. But because we do that in our volume of taking action and taking risks to an extent, because the volume of that is, is to a greater degree, it's higher now, we're going to be more successful because we have more opportunities to win. 
And honestly, you have more opportunities to lose too because you're taking more shots. But guess what? Every loss is a lesson. And I know that's a cheesy thing to say, but it's the truth. If you lose more often, you have more chances to figure out how to do it better next time. Plain and simple. So the whole lesson behind this entire podcast and what I took away from this was so, so impactful because a lot of us will stop. We won't take action. We won't invest our time, our effort, our money, our anything. We won't create the life we want to live. And this is the Tailored Life Podcast, the whole point of it being the Tailored Life Podcast and this challenge we're doing right now, the Tailored Life Challenge is to help you create a life by your design. How do you do that? You got to take risks. You got to take action. You got to do shit. The only way to consistently do shit is to not fear failure. So yes, a chip on your shoulder can help because you can prove people wrong and that's all great. But at the end of the day, you got to do it for yourself. And the only people that you should even care about what they think about you are the people you truly love, care, and are in your life. And guess what? That's reciprocated. So they love and care for you too. And if somebody loves and cares for you, they're not going to judge you for failing. Shit, they might ask you, what went wrong? What could you do better next time? And you're going to already have the answer if you are somebody who loves to win. Because you get excited when you fail. You don't get down. Yeah, it sucks at first. But then you pick your chin up and you realize like, man, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. It's going to be great next time when I avoid those mistakes. And if I avoid those mistakes, shit, I can really win. Because the only successful people in life are people who do not fear failure. They don't fear losing. And Dean said it best. As we get more experienced, and he used the, the, the idea of being more aged in entrepreneurship. As you grow older within entrepreneurship and you're a business owner for longer, you become somebody who, want, who loves to win more than hates to lose because you've accepted that, that failure is part of the process to winning and success. And I encourage everybody listening to this podcast to become somebody who loves to win and stop being somebody who hates to lose because loving to win is accepting failure as a part of the educational experience and journey to becoming a winner. Happy Monday. Sorry.